Welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks, who said business news needs to be all business? Fallen crypto king Sam Bankman-Fried, once king of the crypto world, is now in the midst of one of the biggest fraud trials in American history. It's taking place right now in a New York courtroom. So what's this trial about? Rewind back to late 2022 the FTX crypto trading operation and the closely related Alameda research both collapsed in spectacular fashion. SBF, the founder of both of these companies, is now charged with crimes relating to the disappearance of billions, billions of dollars of FTX users' money. Because here's the thing, the people using the exchange, they thought their money was being kept there while it switched, you know, between dollars and Bitcoin or Doge or Ethereum. But in actual fact, they certainly didn't think that they were investing in FTX or even lending to the company. But what is being alleged is that their funds were being transferred to Alameda and then lost. SBF insists on his innocence, publishing a statement that says, I didn't steal funds and I certainly didn't stash billions away. It's an epic tale. It's Wednesday, the 24th of October, and today I want to know what on earth is going on with the Sam Bankman-Fried trial. To talk about this today, I'm joined by Tracy Plowman. She's here from the Crypto Curious podcast. Tracy, welcome to The Dive. Thanks for having me, Sash. Glad to be here. I'm really excited to dig into this one today. I've got to admit, I remember when it all blew up last year. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried arrested in the Bahamas, set to face a judge this morning after U.S. prosecutors filed criminal charges in connection with the multi-billion-dollar collapse of his crypto company. From crypto king to criminal suspect, Sam Bankman-Fried's stunning fall has just gotten worse for him. This morning, federal authorities in New York are expected to unseal the indictment that led to his arrest Monday in the Bahamas. But I've kind of been just reading headlines and haven't really delved into it recently. So I know you're the person to turn to for this. (laughs) I think for anyone who has avoided this completely, Mm -hmm. it's worth kind of understanding who Sam Bankman-Fried was a year ago and how big uh, his identity was in the crypto community, in the finance community before he was charged. Can you take me back, you know, roughly a year ago and paint a picture of what was happening then? Absolutely. So before this big collapse, Sam Bankman-Fried, or SBF as he was more widely known, was pretty much a mythical godlike creature for the crypto world. He was spending his days saving other companies who were in trouble. He was lobbying for crypto rights and reform on Capitol Hill. And he was very much a white knight, so to speak. He was a little bit of an enigma as well because he he wore the same clothes everywhere. He had this weird afro and he was a bit of a nerd. But So he was this, this billionaire we didn't know a lot about, but he was seen as a bit of a, a crypto white knight, so to speak. And then, of course, this happened and everything changed. Mm, So let's get into exactly what this is in a second. But I think the point you made then of the fact that he was a bit of an enigma, so there Mm. wasn't really much known about him except for the stuff that he kind of wanted people to know, which was when he kind of be public and save companies or come out and say stuff that was really heroic of him for the crypto community. Let's turn back the clock to November 2022. What happened and then subsequently what was SBF charged with? Okay, so there was a big collapse with FTX Exchange. Now, FTX Exchange was the third largest 
crypto exchange in play. And this was a big shock to all of us out there using this exchange. And I was one of those. And this all comes down to Sam and his house of cards, including Alameda Research. Now, there was a lot of co-mingling of funds that Mm. led to this. Uh, which you would have heard about. And a lot of this comes down to a liquidity issue. So, yeah, there was a liquidity issue and that was when kind of all the magnifying glasses started to focus on the company, right? Yes. So it was revealed that Alameda Research, which is a trading firm specialising in crypto, which was also run by Sam, held a very big position, $5 billion in fact, in another native token that was part of FTX. So when this was out in the public eye, it caused a little bit of a bank run. So Mm. everyone ran and took their money out of FTX. It didn't survive, basically. (laughs) That's what happened. So within five days, all funds were drained out of FTX. That's when they realised where were the user funds here Mm. and that's when it all came to light, that the user funds were gone and they were being used inappropriately. Mm. And so obviously that took quite a few weeks, even a few months for it all to kind of come to light. What was Sam then charged with? It was actually pretty quick, Sasha. He was charged within 10 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Sam was actually charged with wire fraud, two counts of conspiracy to commit fraud and one count of money laundering. This all comes about from allegedly taking these customer funds. It did all happen pretty quickly and he was arrested in the Bahamas and extradited to the US within three weeks of this taking place. So, Trace, of course, he gets charged late last year. The judicial system takes a little while. This trial has only just kicked off in the last month or two. It's a six-week trial, I understand. Mm -hmm. It will come to a conclusion in a couple of weeks. But what have we learnt so far? I understand there's been a few juicy stories that have come to light. Can you take me through them? Yeah, look, we've all been waiting for this because the crypto community really feels that he needed his comeuppance. And... What we didn't mention there was Alameda Research, which was this sister company that really brought this big fall about. His ex-girlfriend was Caroline Elson and she was the CEO of that company. And we knew that there would be some toing and froing here because it kind of came out very early on that he was blaming her, she was blaming him, and it was a big sordid ex-lover kind of story. Caroline is a very important witness for the state because she was privy to a lot of the inside information that the state wants to show that Mr. Bankman-Fried falsified and that he was aware of what was happening. So we were really looking forward to Caroline taking the stand mm-hmm. as well as his co-founder. But if I was going to go into a few things straight away... Just the sheer amount of money that this Mm. man was spending was unbelievable. We're talking millions and millions that we now know were customers' funds on things like Super Bowl ads, naming rights for stadiums. People might remember that really amazing ad with Larry David at the Super Bowl. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. You know, that was $10 million for what was actually, you know, five minutes of Larry's time. He spent $30 million on private jets, 
80 million on politicians, it came out that he actually was planning to try and um, pay Donald Trump not to run for president in 2024. Wow. Would you believe? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, politics aside, whatever side of the fence you're on, mm. that's a pretty interesting way to be spending your money. I think I heard Ren say that he paid Tom Brady a couple of million to just come to the Bahamas 55. to hang out. 55 million. 55, Sash. Yeah. Whoa. What's up? I'm getting into crypto. With FTX. You in? We're providing gives 360 degree access to the crypto markets with the ability to trade everything from alts to DeFi. I believe I'm in, but still hate you. Understood. Take care. Best of the family. Is he in? Yep. Did he say he hates you? He did. Even on the phone, that guy sounds handsome. And just do things under the guise of being an ambassador for the brand. But that still seems like there's no qualitative study on the return of investment with that kind of spending. Absolutely not. He's just in a different realm to what we know and understand with money. Like I think people that were getting to know him and in his sphere thought that he might become the world's first trillionaire. I think that was where he was projected to go. So money was nothing to him. You know, before this all went down, he was sitting at at dinner tables with the likes of politicians and Kendall Jenner and, and all these amazing people who he thought he could bring into his sphere. But again, he was the same guy with his, you know, sneakers and shoes on and he was just an odd, odd cat. But at the risk of sounding naive, Trace, he could have been projected to be the next trillionaire, but if you're spending money and the maths doesn't add up and you're spending Mm. it at that rate and you're just spending customers' funds, it doesn't make you a genius. It just makes you someone who's unable to do basic algebra, right? (laughs) (laughs) It would seem that way. And funnily enough, in the last few weeks of trials, there were a lot of people that um, the prosecution had talking about those sums in particular. And, and you know, that was part of his downfall, looking at how he, he cooked the books, basically. There was, you know, certain spreadsheets he would show certain investors and sh- certain he would show others. And, and that was part of why things aren't looking too good for him at the moment. So again, and another thing that we found out too was we're talking in billions here. There's some really sordid stories coming out about, you know, Chinese investors. And he, he'd lost at one point I think it was $2 billion to a Chinese exchange and he was trying to get that back and he was using bribery and um, at one point he was paying prostitutes to set up certain, you know, funds to wire money through here. It's, it's literally will be a movie one day and this has all come out in court, mm. really weird and interesting stories. It did bring things back and it was a little bit sombersome too listening to Caroline's testimony. Uh, she was the CEO of Alameda but it really did show that Sam was in control and he did have his hands in everything. There's more to come of my conversation with Tracy, including what this means for the crypto community, but that's in just a minute. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We turn now to the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. His ex-girlfriend says Bankman-Fried believed basic rules like don't lie, don't steal, 
didn't apply to him. I did not know that there is any improper uh, use of customer funds. Welcome back to The Dive. I'm joined by Tracy Plowman, who is one third of our sister podcast here at Equity Mates Crypto Curious. Tracy, we've got bribery, we've got you know, his ex-girlfriend turning on him and basically saying he knew what was going on. We've got excessive spending. I know we don't really deal in predictions, but you as someone who's been really watching this trial, what does mm. the outcome look like at this stage? Well, look, I mean, and I, and I, again, I'm no legal expert, but if I listen to the legal experts who are watching this unfold and what they think, then they're saying Sam's in deep trouble. And I was reading an article just last night, actually, that was put out by the Washington Post, and they're saying that the prosecution's been really heavy in their witness strategy, and this one seems to be not working very well for Sam defence team because they've been really struggling to go hard in their questioning side of things. People have also seemed to point out that when the defence are asking questions, they seem to be thinking they're going to get one answer and getting the other answer back. So there's been a lot of talk that Sam maybe is not being truthful with his own team. But Again, it's not looking good from what these legal experts are saying and we're wondering now whether he'll even take the stand himself because it may not be a good look for him. Yeah, and I'm not a legal expert either, but my understanding from talking to friends who are barristers is that the legal process is very meticulously planned and you do prepare your witnesses and you do prepare your defence or prosecution. And so the fact that they're being surprised at this stage of a trial is pretty shocking, right? Exactly, which is why it's not looking good. And perhaps if Sam's not being truthful behind closed doors with his defence team, maybe they don't want to put him up on the stand because who knows what he's going to say. I think he's just bought into his own bullshit, Sash, and maybe (laughs) they don't want to put him up there because who knows what he'll say. Yeah. Mm. Look, we've kind of talked around it and I know that there's so much detail that we haven't had time to get into today. I know that if anyone's really curious and wants to do a deep dive, go and listen to Crypto Curious. You guys have been covering it, I know, over the last few weeks. But what I'd really love to do, Trace, is talk to you about how there's been this pivot in the crypto community because clearly, you know, we talked about it at the top of this. You rewind a year, he was really seen as this enigmatic white Mm. knight in the crypto community. When FTX got into trouble, obviously there was a bit of a run on FTX. You were in there. There would have been a lot of confusion and a lot of sense of like, are we on trial because he's on trial? Mm. Now as things are starting to be revealed and kind of the extent of his dealings is being laid bare, could you walk me through how the crypto community at large has felt about this trial and what it's going to mean if he does end up convicted? Yeah, look, you're right. Early on, it was said that maybe crypto was on stand next to, you know, Sam Bankman-Fried, and that was for better or worse. And crypto had really played a pivotal role in his rise and fall. But we were all hurt just as much as anyone else. But we were a little bit cut because was Sam really a fair representative of this entire space? We didn't think so. You know, it's true that maybe he was the figurehead of some of these dodgier dudes that are in our industry. We get that. But remember that this was a centralised exchange that, you know, primarily grew by buying political positions. And it's not exactly the vision 
of um, Satoshi Nakamoto and what he set out for Bitcoin. Which is the decentralised model. Exactly, which is the decentralised model, kind of taking away all these intermediaries. And that's what I really want to point out. This was a centralised exchange. And Sam came from traditional finance, where I think he really saw that he could take advantage of this industry that is still maturing and didn't have the right rules and legislations in place, which was really needed. So I think what we can take away from this and what we have taken away from this as an industry is really highlighted what we needed. And since then, there have been a lot of really great steps forward. The MICA in the UK, they've really moved forward in their legislation in the UK and Europe. They've taken great steps forward to put things in place so we can move forward with with crypto there. And here in Australia, just last week at the AFR Crypto Summit in Sydney, they have announced some really great new legislation. The federal government will require crypto exchanges to hold an AFSL or a financial services licence issued by a crypto uh, regulator here. Uh, And that will really kind of bolster the confidence that people have in the crypto sector. So I think it's We've gone from having this really horrible thing that's happened to making it a positive uh, mm. for our industry. So for people who are still curious about crypto and want to get involved and, and they're obviously hearing you talk about this fact that it was a centralised exchange when decentralised is obviously the model that's at the foundation of the crypto community, mm. but it was the third biggest exchange What would you suggest to someone who wants to kind of learn and make sure that they don't get caught up in something like this in the future? I think there's, and look, and nothing against centralised exchanges. I think there's loads of great centralised exchanges out there. We were just caught with a very bad actor that Mm. was at the head of this particular centralised exchange. And I, like I said, I had money on FTX too, and I do hold money on a a couple of centralised exchanges, but what I do is spread my money out (laughs) as a safety mechanism. You need to have your risk measures in place. So you need to understand different ways to mitigate risk and always be learning, always be educating yourself. We, again, have an episode on the Crypto Curious in our early episodes about risk, different things you can do to de-risk your situation. And there's lots of different ways to safeguard the way you do hold your crypto as well. Everything in this space is about education because it is still a very, very early space. So the best thing that you can do is to learn and to ask questions. Well, Trace, I think that's the best place to wrap up. Education is the key. And, you know, there's no better place to go and learn than Crypto Curious, which is your podcast, comes out (laughs) every Wednesday afternoon. If you want to find it, go to equitymates.com or search Crypto Curious in any of your podcast players. Trace, thanks so much for spending some time and helping me get up to speed a little bit more with this trial. No problem. It's great spending time with you, Sash. Let's hope he uh, let's hope he gets what he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to leave it there for today. A huge thank you to Trace for joining me. It's always a pleasure having her on the show. And a big thank you to you for listening to us. And as always, I know I ask you every week, but I'm going to ask you again. The easiest, the fastest, and the most effective way to help the dive is to give us a five-star review. If you could just do that in your podcast player right now, While you're on your commute, maybe, before you get to the office, it makes all of the difference. I'm going to be back in your feeds on Friday. We're going to be talking about the emerging video game industry right here in Australia. Until then, 
You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.